This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back. I know I've been away for a little bit. Rob's been sick. I took a garage door hinge to the face. Things happen, but we're here today. We got Ernesto. We got Nick. We're ready to get rolling on some major NFL news. The trade deadline just ended. Big moves were made. We got injuries, but let's get right into it. First off, Bill's cornerback, Tredavious White, is set to come off IRs. His 21-day uh, limit is coming up this Wednesday. They're not sure if he's going to play this weekend going to the Jets game, but it's a big news thing for a team that's already the number one seed currently in the AFC. And one of the biggest weaknesses has been the injuries to the secondary. Another, But speaking of secondaries, if you watch Monday Night Football, you saw the corner, cornerback Awuzie for the Bengals go down in the second quarter guarding uh, Amari Cooper. He left that game in a walking uh, walking cast. Coach Zach Taylor says it doesn't look good, but they're still waiting on final confirmation. There has been no reports of whether or not how severe that injury is or how long he's going to be out. The Colts have now fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's right. Not only did they switch quarterbacks to Sam Ellinger, they then, after Sam Ellinger was unable to lead the Colts to victory over the Commanders in what was an absolutely amazing game to watch at the end, the OC is no more there in Indianapolis. But let's get to the news you all really want to talk about. We're going to start it off a big hitter right off the bat. Roquan Smith, the disgruntled linebacker of the Chicago Bears, is now a Baltimore Raven. The Bears end up eating about $4.8 million of his salary this year, and the Ravens are only accounting for about 575000 you know, they ended up, the Bears get some some uh, good draft picks there. You get a, a second rounder and a fifth rounder here in the upcoming 2023 draft. How do you see the fit for Roquan in this Ravens defense, guys? He's got a lot of grit. He's got a, a ton of grit, and he's he's a leader. He's a leader amongst men, and I think that's kind of what the the defense for the Ravens need. Uh, they need a guy that can just completely punch you in the fucking mouth when it comes time to punch you in the mouth, and he's just that guy. Uh that defense was kind of like reeling at times. And I think maybe he's that guy that could set them right when it comes time to set them right. Yeah, it's definitely true. What do you got, Ernest? What do you think? How the fit is? I like the deal for the Ravens. I personally think the Bears should have got him more. I think Roquan is a very great linebacker, very versatile. You know, he's someone that could rush the quarterback, play in pass coverage, play the run game well. Uh, Bears should have gotten more, but I think it's a great trade for the, the Ravens. You know, you get, like Rob said, you get a leader. You get someone that's not afraid to call you out on your bullshit. If you're not doing your assignment, do your fucking assignment. What do you think, Nick? I think this was a, a great addition to to their front seven. I don't I don't think that their front seven had any anything going for them and it made their back end and defensive backs have to work that much harder. So I think this will add depth and make their line linebacker group just quicker overall. And there we'll see a big difference from week to week. I mean, so the news came out that they got Roquan Smith and everyone has seen the, the comparison that he's the first linebacker to do what he's doing from a statistics standpoint since Ray Lewis. So they basically just got Ray Lewis 2.0 based on the numbers and they're plugging them into that defense. The problem is, 
is that he doesn't play cornerback, he doesn't play defensive back, and he doesn't play wide receiver, which happen to be right now the two biggest problems the Ravens team has. They don't have anyone for Lamar to throw to. Everyone's hurt, and it's and we're seeing it. I mean, from every standpoint, you're seeing the Ravens struggle right now because their defense and the secondary can't stop anybody, and they have no one to throw to. Bateman's hurt. The running backs haven't been doing anything. Mark Andrews has been out, and they've been relying on Isaiah Likely to kind of t- carry that team the way Mark Andrews does, and it's just not being there. But who do you guys think won this trade? Do you think the Bears or the Ravens got the most out of this trade? I don't get what the Bears are doing. Uh, I, they're dumping players. You got $100 million in cash space next year. Oh, I get it. Maybe he. I think he's in a contract year. Bring him back. That's a leader. Like I just said, he's a leader, and that's kind of that's a he's a culture setter. That's somebody that you want in your locker room, and you got a lot of young people in that locker room. You what, you you traded for Nikhil Harry. You, you they got they acquired Calvin Ridley. If I'm like no, Cal, no, no Calvin Ridley went to the Jags. No. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. They got Claypool. But they got Claypool. Kind of same headspace as far as like how they are mentally. So mm-hmm. I, that's probably where I messed up. Um. I don't, I don't know what the Bears are doing, but they have a ton of cap space and they have a ton of draft picks. So maybe they go f- somewhere from here. Yeah. Ernesto, what do you got, man? Who won this trade? Um, the Ravens won it 100. I, I don't. I agree. I mean, the, the Bears are going to have north of 110 million dollars in cap space next season. You don't have a lot of key free agents besides Roquan was like your best key free agent. Give them a bag. Some players care more about money than they do about winning. Maybe he's one of them. We don't know what the eternal was, so I can't shit on the Bears for trading him uh, 100%. But I think he should have got it more still. Uh, maybe they do something on Claypool is a nice addition. I know receiver is kind of iffy with them, but you also have a quarterback that I don't think is the most accurate when it comes to throwing. And Rob has had a lot of things to say about Justin Fields that we've heard on this podcast before. <laughs> He's complete shit. I don't want to hear anything about it. I and it's just can look, you just had to you had you went against a defense for the Patriots whose offense was putting them in bad position. Guys, the defense for the Patriots is not bad. I just think that the offense is just that much more worse for the Patriots. Yeah. And I think Justin uh, Fields is him, Justin Fields, you got Trevor Lawrence and et cetera, et cetera. Nobody in that draft class really is any good. They're all shit. Nick, who won this trade? But I do. Oh, so I got. Oh, go, go ahead, Ernesto. Finish up. Sorry, I was just gonna say I do agree that the Ravens did need a different position because you still have Patrick Queen in that middle that could that's still really young and you can yeah. develop him. They needed a receiver and defensive backs. But go ahead, Nick. My bad for cutting you off. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, so I I think uh, the Ravens won this trade. Uh, I I do think that the Bears got the best that they could because I don't think that uh, Rokon was going to stay there for for that many years if he even if he did stay there for another year or two um so get value when you could and hopefully that you get a, a better player in the second draft that will stay there for a longer term okay I'm going to go completely different than all you guys I think the Bears won this trade I, I I like I said the Ravens spent a second rounder and a fifth rounder on a guy who sure is a, a commodity, right? He's a known name. He's one of the best ta- sure tacklers. He's a sideline to sideline linebacker, and he does some things for the front seven. But he's not a guy who's going to solve your coverage problems. He's not a guy who's going to solve your, your wide receiver problems. And those are the two problems for the Ravens right now. And if they're not careful, they're not like in complete control of that division, all right? The Bengals, without Jamar Chase, look terrible. The Browns, 
I mean, Jacoby Brissett is keeping the Browns afloat right now. And if they are within reach and Deshaun Watson comes back and he's able to be the Deshaun Watson we saw in Houston, look out. You didn't you didn't do anything to make sure you solidified God, your, your that hold, man. I'm just going to say game. it. I mean, they just blew like, – like, literally, we just talked about Monday night and, and how the Browns blew oh, them yeah. out. The Bears get a second-rounder and a fifth-rounder for a guy who they could not agree to a contract with. They couldn't get him under contract. They couldn't get him to agree to an extension. They couldn't get on the same terms. The Bears are doing what I told – what I said the, the, the damn Panthers should do. They need to clean the cupboard. They need to get rid of anyone who can give them some value so they can reload with young players and young talent. The Claypool trade that you brought up, I actually think the Bears won that one. I saw that ESPN gave them a D-plus grade because of what they gave up for Claypool. I don't think it's that bad. I think that Claypool resembles what you want in offense when your quarterback is hyper-athletic but doesn't have a lot of accuracy. You get him a he's, guy who has a wide Juju. catch radius. He's, he's a wide Juju. catch. He is, but Juju's the same way. Juju's a guy who's got a, a large catch radius, and when you don't have a super-accurate guy, you ne- need a wide receiver who's big-bodied, physical and has a huge catch radius that's what these two guys are and if you really want to compare the way that fields is playing the quarterback position right now it's it looks like cam newton out of high school or out out of college it looks like cam newton he runs the ball really well not really hyper accurate but he's got big body guys i was gonna say out of high school yeah out of high school i think i don't think out of college i think he's cam newton out of high school it's a similar it's a similar style of play not hyper accurate athletic shifty escapes the pocket well tough those Cam are Newton all the still. intangibles of, of, Cam, of Cam Newton when he came out of Auburn. So, I mean, if you get him, if you get this guy some big body guys, which is what they're doing, if you look at what they've added to that offense, it's everyone who, who is supposed to be big bodied, physical, and has a large catch radius. Nikhil they Harry, that was his profile out of, coming out of college. So, they should have grabbed the TJ were, Hawkinson. They should have grabbed TJ Hawkinson. I would have loved TJ Hawkinson to the Bears. That would have been perfect. You need, like, tight ends kind of make make the world go around. Cole Komet is bad, though. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, you have Cole Komet, and everyone's you – know, Cole Komet is, your, is a poor man's TJ Hawkinson right now. I, I've, I've been a firm believer since Harry was in New England that he should have transitioned to tight end. He's a 6'4", 6'5", dude that's not nice. super fast, He's an offensive he's a, he's lineman. He's a glorified <laughs> offensive lineman. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> what, what's he going to do at tight end? He's gonna shake hands with the defender. That's all he's gonna fucking do. Yeah. For the you team. could do a delay. I don't have any faith in the kill. <laughs> Bro, the well, man he's got a touchdown this weekend. All right, that's all that matters. But before we get down this Nikhil Harry train anymore, let's just go ahead and shift gears. We, we brought it up earlier. The Carolina Panthers. How I said they should clean house and just get everything they possibly can. Well, it came out today that they turned down two first-round draft picks from the Rams. Granted, it was one was in 2024, the next one was in 20, uh, 2025. <laughs> They turned down these first-round draft picks saying that Brian Burns is a is a cornerstone of that team and a leader on that on that team and in that locker room, and they couldn't afford to lose that. I buy that, but what do you guys think? Do you think the Panthers should have made that trade? Where are they getting all these draft picks? I thought they traded everything away. <laughs> I don't know if it's it, – look – I, I, I agree with what the Panthers are doing. I That's the same thing you built. That's There's a staple to what you're trying to build. The the linebacker position, whether it doesn't need to be a middle linebacker. A linebacker position is usually kind of like the catalyst for the whole defense. It, they, that's why they call it the Mike linebacker. They the whole they make the whole defense go around. So the fact that they kept them, that's great. It's it's a new regime in, in, in uh, Carolina, and I, I love it. 
Nick, what do you think, man? Was a smart move by Carolina to hold on to Brian Burns and turn down two first-round draft picks when you're rebuilding? Uh, I I don't think it was a smart move at all by them. I think that they're more than a few, <laughs> I think they're more than a few years away from competing, and having one good good defensive player on your team is isn't going to help. So yeah, they should have taken the two first-round draft picks, especially because I don't think uh, the Rams will be that good in, in in the next few years when all their players are aging. So. It would have been more of a middle of the road first round pick instead of a back end first round pick. Yeah. Ernesto, what do you think? Smart move for the Panthers? I'm in between, but I could see what they're doing with it. And I, I just want to point out Nick said that they don't have anyone else on defense, which I think is a terrible take. Jeremy Chin is a great safety. He's just been kind of unhealthy, but he's a good safety you have Derek brown in the middle of that defensive line who i still believe in even though he hasn't been the best and then you have brian burns and you have dante jackson who's a really good quarterback yeah i'm gonna say yeah and i am not even gonna double down on the panthers and i say they win the south i, I oh, say man. they win the south oh i say oh. brian burns is 24 years old like you have a long and like you, he's a 25. He's a staple of the defense, Nick. You don't like you're not gonna find a lot of players you go to draft. Like the the draft, honestly, let's be on let, let's be completely honest with ourselves. It's a crapshoot. There's no guarantee that just because you get a guy in the first round, he's gonna be good. There I guarantee you there's no Brian Burns coming out of this next year's draft. No, but so, in, in two years or three a, years, that, within that, two or three years, there will. This is a really yeah, I think good there will be some great yeah. players, and ha- stacking those first round picks, I think, is 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 a great thing you can do. Yeah, but then you still have a guy that's developing as a leader, and he has age behind him. He's got you got a good six years. So if you're gonna rebuild at least a little bit, at least you have your your catalyst and your and your benchmark for the rest of your team. The big thing about this is that Brian Burns is going to get – they're going to re-sign him this this uh, this offseason to a, a massive extension. The guy's going to make money, and he, he was in a contract year, from my understanding. This is his, his last year on his rookie deal. So the big thing here yeah. was, was that, for me, I understood why they kept him. I would have taken the picks. But I think that it would have been a better deal if they had – if it had been a 2023 and a 2024 instead of a 2024 and a 2025. Because you would have got instantaneous – they would have taken that. Now, my biggest thing about this is, is that I agree with Nick, is that the Rams' window is very short. It's very small. And if they're in the way the 49ers are building themselves right now, I do not see the Rams winning that division, especially the way Seattle's playing and the way the 49ers are, are, are going to be playing now and the people they have. It's incredible. The Rams but, are I mean, so fucked. They're so fucked. And, and that would have just worked out so much better for the Panthers. But let's keep this train rolling here. Blockbuster trade in the AFC. The Denver Broncos are selling players, and they sold Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for a 2023 first, a 2024 fourth, and Chase Edmonds. The Dolphins are gearing up to try to make a run at the Bills, and this was one of the moves they felt they needed to make. I don't know... If it's enough for them to catch the Bills, they've they're trying to solidify their playoff race. They're making a playoff push right now. But do you got what do you guys think about this trade? What do you think about what do you who won it? Who won this trade? Let's go. Let's start there. Who won this trade? I think 
the Dolphins won the straight easily. I, I like what the Dolphins are doing. I fucking hate that they're doing all these things because, I mean, you look at all the trades they've made. It's crazy. They, they Look, I think he has five and a half sacks on the season. He's doing pretty damn good, and he was with a, a Denver team that was – they were solid as hell on on uh, defense. What's crazy to think, though, the Trey Lance trade, you know what's come of it? You got Jalen Wild, Tyree Kill, and Bradley Chubb. Whatever, whoever the front office for the Dolphins, my God, like, you are just killing. You, the Philadelphia Eagles, are just killing. And even the Seahawks are killing it. So. Yeah, so I, I'm a, I agree. I think the, uh, the Dolphins won the trade. And uh, this kind of just brings back to my other point and – on why you do trade one player for multiple first round draft picks because uh just like the 49ers thought they they sold they sold out they they got their player in trey lance but what did it do it won it it, it won the trade for the dolphins three years later so well, if you can turn one player into two to three great players you're gonna you're gonna win the trade and uh the dolphins dolphins did great we got our nest who won you think the dolphins won this trade What was it, a 2023 or 2024 first? 2023 first, 2024 fourth. And Chase Edmonds that's for Bradley Chubb. That's crazy. And then they, they switched. I, I, the, the Dolphins won. I, I thought it was. I thought there was an earlier draft pick instead of a fourth. I would have said the Broncos because you got a, a, a contract player for a first-round pick. Uh, but now that I know it's a fourth-round pick for 2024, Dolphins won. They're trying to chase, but I don't think they're going to. Dolphins aren't as good. Uh, I, you know I saw the game last week against the Lions. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. The Lions almost won that game with that and, atrocious and, defense the Lions have. Yeah. And since <laughs> we're talking about the Dolphins a little bit, this is something completely off the wire. I might as well hit it while we're talking about it. Uh, so they, they got Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah, so he has the most gains with 10 receptions and 150 yards in a single season. He's tied with Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice with four, and we're only halfway through the season. So, like, the Dolphins, whatever they're doing over there, whatever's in the fucking water, whatever whatever ganja they may be smoking over there, <laughs> I want some of it. I mean, it's the truth right now. Uh, Tyreek give it Hill to Bill Belichick, Waller, please. They're the, two, they're the best tandem per uh, yards right now in the league. And it's incredible because, you know, you think about realistically the Ravens collapse that they had helped that. And now the, the Lions game has helped that as well. So it's a big thing. I agree with you guys. I think the Dolphins won this trade. I mean, the Broncos, if you're going to sell, you got to sell, man. You got to sell. You got to get it. You got to sell everything. You got to get rid of everything. You got to just get it out of there. Right. And I think that that's one of the bigger issues right now is that you have guys and have teams that aren't fully committing to the sell, right? If you're going to, if you're going to dump players, you got to dump players. You got to dump, you got to, you got to get what you can get. And you got to get it. You got to either cash it in or keep going. Right. And that's how you got to do it. The dolphins, they get, they saw a guy that could help them in a way to possibly push them over a top and compete. And they got it. The Broncos, I still don't know what the Broncos are doing because they should have been a great offense. They're not, they should have been able to, be have you know compete with the Chiefs and I mean compete with the Chiefs for that division they can't and now they're like starting to piece like part out their defense like what is that I don't understand but we'll go ahead and uh, also the Dolphins also uh, got Jeff Wilson senior from the 49ers uh towards the end of the uh the uh 
trade deadline today. So that was another big move there. Speaking of a couple, a couple other big moves that happened, uh, Claypool, we already spoke that, went to the Bears for a second-round pick. Um, I already addressed that. We've talked about it. Another one was Calvin Ridley. The Falcons sent him to the Jaguars. The, the, the package is very weird for that trade. Um, it's supposed to top out at a 2023 fifth and a 2024 second. Uh, and just kind of go through all these things. And then there was a couple other big moves. Neem Hines going to the Bills. That's I think that's a great move for the Bills. I think that they needed a, a solid uh, backfield presence there, and they finally got a Neem Hines. He was being underutilized in uh, Indy, and now they got rid of Zach Moss, who I thought was just a disappointment. So those are pretty much your big trades that have happened so far. Let's get into some bold predictions now that the trade deadline's over and we're we're back at we're back in it, right? So the trade deadline's there. Bold takes. Rob, we'll go ahead and start with you. I honestly looking at the AFC West and originally this division was conceived. Everybody perceived this division as being like you could have said, okay, any team in this division right now can just win the Super Bowl. It was a buzzsaw. Any team that would go against them would just get their ass kicked. I'm going to go out as far as saying, even though the Chargers are not that far behind the Chiefs, I have the Chiefs being the only team in that division making the playoffs. I think whatever whatever the Chiefs are doing right now, it, it doesn't seem like they miss Tyreek Hill as much as people perceive people think. Um, but what is your thoughts, Nick? What is what is your Bold prediction. Uh, so my bold take is that Brady does not get get back to his groove, and they 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 miss the playoffs, and the Saints win that division in the NFC South, and that will be his first missed playoffs since two thousand two. So you you think he's gonna have like what a, a seven and ten record? He's right now they're what three and five. Uh, yeah, three maybe and eight, five. Eight, yeah, maybe eight and nine. Damn. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit going on with that team, whether it be the offensive line, wide receivers, inconsistency, or and just beat that up That is everywhere. the only division in football where every single team has a negative point differential. Every single one of them have, have been outscored in, in total over the games they've played. I think the Saints have a negative one. Uh, the Falcons have a negative 14, something like that. They they all have have scored fewer points than they've given up. Just so you just so you guys yeah, are that's, aware, yeah, that's how that's, bad that's, that's a wild the NFC South. That's how bad the NFC South is. I was looking at the visions today, and I was like, who should who should sell for the trade deadline? And I was like, pretty much everybody in the NFC South because they're all hot garbage. <laughs> and the fact that if the Panthers had beat the Falcons, the leader of that division would be three and five. <laughs> that's how bad that division is. The leader of the person winning the division, the four seed in the NFC in the NFC would have been three and five. But Ernesto, what's your, uh, what's your bold takes, man? Similar to Nick's, but I got the Panthers winning the NFC. South. <laughs> I mean, he, they were, they were literally a DJ more penalty away. No, not even a DJ more penalty. They were a fucking field goal away. Panero sold it in overtime. He didn't have he, to go he, to overtime. If DJ Moore does not get penalized, if he does so, not get penalized, they're kicking bullshit penalty. Yarder. That is the, such a bullshit. He wasn't on the field of play. He wasn't on the field of play. 
The rule states that you cannot remove your helmet in the end zone or end zone or field of play during an interception. He was out of bounds, which is not the field of play. So it should not so, be an unsportsmanlike conduct because penalty that, based on the, the case, rule book. The Minneapolis Miracle should have been fucking uh, unsportsmanlike conduct when Stephon Diggs took he it off and tossed it. He, he did get penalized for that. So but we're drug testing at the House Call podcast. So from now on, when I bring people on for interviews, I'm drug testing you. <laughs> I'm serious. He did get penalized in the Minneapolis Miracle. All right. Because it's my turn. If you're looking, I just, need, I just need to go a little bit more in depth so Panthers, Mark can understand uh... why I'm saying this. Okay, because go ahead. if you think about it, the Panthers easily could have won last week if their fucking kicker wasn't And they'd be number one in that division. And they would be number one in that division. They took out Brady already. The Falcons, they already showed they could beat the fucking Falcons. The Saints, okay, I don't trust Andy Dalton. The Saints are probably the best bet to win it. So I agree with Nick in that sense. But I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think the Panthers have a lot more grit and more will. And they want it more. I still see Brady winning. I still see that. I'm telling you, I think I still see Brady winning that division. Either that or he he should have been traded. There was so many rumors coming out that whether or not he was going to be traded to the Patriots. I was just like, Brady should have stayed fucking retired. Fucking do it. Stop that. Stop that. (laughs) Look, his offensive line's in shambles. His wide receivers are dro- either inconsistent, injured, or dropping footballs. His defensive backs are either injured or not there at all. You you can I, he has you can't no tell run me game. To stop it he has no run game. He, <laughs> he did a good job even when if, Ernesto. Twenty thirteen with hot takes, but this is Aaron that, Dobson. He did good. How many how many interceptions has he thrown this season? He actually has a really good stat line. It does not look bad. Oh, really? Thank you, Joe. It doesn't look bad. Yeah, I, I blame it on all the people around Brady, honestly. Yeah. It's not Brady. And, and I think it's, it'll just keep continuing to happen. Yeah, okay, so yeah, there's there's throws. Every quarterback's going to make inconsistent throws. Yeah, we saw but a couple from Matt Jones this week. But if if he's throwing it to Mike <laughs> Evans, and week. Mike Evans pretty much has a for sure fire touchdown, and he just drops it. I don't even want to talk about that. I, I watched that, that, and it was funny. Yeah, that would have changed. That would have changed the whole outcome of the game. I mean, look at the Panthers game. Yeah. If they don't drop all those footballs, you know, Mike Evans on pace for a historic uh, season for drop footballs. Yeah. So, like, okay, I rest my case. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Jill and I had just talked about how she needed Mike Evans to pop off that week, and then I saw that go about go by, and I just I sent it to her. I sent it to her, and she was just like, "I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it." But. It's my turn to get into some hot takes here. And I'm going to continue my Packers slander. I had a little bit of time off, a time to collect my thoughts. And then the Packers lost their fourth game in a row. And I called that one too because they're what? Hot garbage. Aaron Rodgers, all he needed was the Packers to trade for a wide receiver at the trade deadline. Brandon Cooks was available. Chase Claypool was available. You had people available who could win one-on-one matchups consistently. And you know what you didn't do, Green Bay? You didn't give it to him. You didn't get him a guy. And I and I saw something from Michael Irvin today, and it said that that front office has let him down. And the only thing I can agree with that is, yeah, they did. They didn't get him a wide receiver at the trade deadline. Everything else is Aaron Rodgers' fault. They signed the wrong guy to a max contract or to a big contract this offseason. It should have been Devontae Adams. They should have let Aaron Rodgers walk, and it should have been Devontae Adams because Aaron Rodgers cannot catch the football. I think Jordan Love would have made the and, – and having Devontae Adams and what they had would have made the Packers more competitive than Aaron Rodgers with who he's thrown to right now. And there's no way you can get me to think it wouldn't be. All right? I just don't buy into anything else. 
But so you because think he goes this, elsewhere? I, I, I think that, that Aaron Rodgers eventually leaves the Packers. He, he's either going to he retire retires. and leave the Packers terrible, or they're going to trade him or cut him or something. I don't know. But his whole contract is guaranteed, so whatever hey, happens Patriots, happens. please fucking trade a first-round pick, please. <laughs> just trade – just give him – I will gladly – There's actually – I read a rumor that, that Bill Belichick is in love with Rodgers and would love to have him, but we have Mac, so obviously there's that issue. Oh, Yo, I, take, I, take, I take four years. I you take, take Mac Jones. Of Rodgers over a career of Mac Jones right now. But the Packers that's, are not going to Mac Jones has. That's all Mac Jones has is about four years because at this point he's played like fucking shit. So the Packers are not making the playoffs. That's my number one hot take, all right? Not going to happen. In fact, if they don't straighten the ship, they might finish last in that division because Detroit's got an offense that can throw up points and they can keep up with anybody as long as they're healthy. They did get rid of Hawkinson who had a 17% share, but, I, yeah, their defense is garbage. My number two – Hot take, that's right. I got two because I've been gone a little bit, so I'm allowed to have two. Get off my back. I am putting all four of the NFC East teams in the playoffs. They're all four making it. You're going to have the the Eagles win it. Giants, Cowboys, Commanders are the three wild cards in the NFC. It's one of the best divisions of football right now. It is. And I think they all – right it. now, the Commanders, the Commanders are the eighth team – Right now, they're tied with uh, – I can't remember who it is, but they're tied right now for that uh, that last wild card spot. And I think that Taylor Heineke, with how he's throwing that football and how that defense is playing, I think he's got a chance to carry him. Hey, but Ernesto, please show me your shrine of fucking Heineke because all I've ever heard for the last three weeks is fucking Heineke. Yeah, go ahead, Ernesto. Give us some Heineke lore, man. Just just tell us what I don't, you I have. I don't have Heineke. a shrine of Taylor Heineke. It's just – You he fucking was, do. He's one of those dudes that. you just want to fucking root for. Like, you cannot look right. at Tyler Heineke this, and not this be like, man, I, I, I can't root for this guy. This man has a Heineken in his, that's dressed up like David Heineke and he kisses before every uh, Commander's game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please deliver us the win. Throw to Terry uh, McClure and so my fantasy football team does well. I must win my fantasy team. Dude, I am 2-0 <laughs> and o since having Taylor Heineke on my fantasy football team. I started Just off don't make any more predictions for the now. fucking rest of the season, bro. Your fucking record Jesus. is complete shit. Jesus. Speaking I, of hey, games. last week, last week was a throwaway <laughs> week because I just wanted to fuck around and pick the Bears and Lions, and I picked the Panthers. Panthers and Lions were close, but the Bears game was atrocious. I mean, the Bears go. did come rushing close. back there for a second. I thought for a second they might come back, and the Dallas Cowboys might let one slip away, but it didn't happen because this God. NFL season's been so fucking balls down crazy. I, I, it's so hard. You it's, it's. I don't blame you. In there every once in a while. I don't blame you, but you really came out firing with fucking every hot take you could possibly have. Like, you really <laughs> just reached for fucking everything. By the way, what was it, like five people finished with 12-3 and three this week? Great week. Yeah. I'm one of them, but what do I know about football? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, God damn I mean, it, Jake, I how do you have fucking 75 wins? How does Jake have 75 fucking wins? I don't. I can't wrap my mind around it. He's got like a 70 win. I'm just going to be honest with you guys, though. I've been chasing Jake in second, second place pretty much the last four and a half weeks. <laughs> And I took some risks this week, and they all backfired on me because the Lions couldn't beat the Dolphins, which I really, really wanted. I think you were like eight and five this week. Uh, ten eight, and five. Eight. I went ten and five. That's not bad. No, you could, no, be, our, you could be our nest. We're, so. we're, we're in a <laughs> we're in a four way tie for second place in the House Call Podcast. I, for, for I will say this: if I could come on tomorrow, I am going to take it serious tomorrow. But I do have <laughs> one. 
There is one gonna... hot take, though, that I'm going to share tomorrow because I'm coming on tomorrow, Rob. There's one hot take I need to share with the group. <laughs> when it, When is it anything that comes out of here? Like, you're the new Ethan. <laughs> you are the new Ethan. Ethan had so many hot takes. I'm surprised he's not dead last. <laughs> he's, well, he's close. Well, I, he's close. He's close. <laughs> Keep in mind, I joined about five weeks into the season, so I'm already uh, we're, we're not talking about how many wins you have. We're talking about a disparity of how many wins to losses you have. So if you have a 20-plus yeah. 20, 20 wins, that Jake is by far – like he's got like a seven-game like difference between us and second place, yeah. I think it is. I'm Jake, just four people. Jake needs to stop picking first the scores and he needs to start picking money lines and spreads because I don't I know what I just need him to take <laughs> fucking risks and just, like, pick, like... He's like, I gotta take risks. I, I picked the Saints and I didn't think they were gonna actually win, but they blew the fucking doors off. Oh, my lord. That game was no, crazy. But I don't remember that. who they played. Did I pick the Saints or did I pick the Raiders? I forgot. I forgot what. Oh, oh the Raiders. Are... Hey, by oh, the way, Josh McDaniels and Raiders fans, how you like them fucking apples? Oh man! I told I you. I told you. I had Daniel you. Carlson on my team. I was like, even if they don't score touchdowns, at least they'll kick some field goals. How they never got even got a field goal ring. Rostering. You're so shit. You're so Didn't even shit. Get the field goal ring. Oh my god, you're so fucking bad, Josh McDaniels. How do you have you're really one of the best receivers in the fucking NFL, and you're still doing dog shit? Hey, my biggest thing is this: please, for the love of God, stay in fucking Las Vegas. Las Vegas, hold on to him. He's a great coach. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, want him in New England, please. Fuck so we're talking about some games. Let's get into some games here, fellas. We got some recaps we want to talk about. We picked four games to recap this week. We're going to start it off with a team that's still undefeated after they rolled the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eagles versus the Steelers. Rob, what did you see in this game, man? A.J. Brown became a, a father of two more people. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and pointed them out. He didn't even <laughs> wait. He's like, you and you – are my bitch. Bro, this, this, that <laughs> that team and the fact that they added uh who the fuck did they add from the Bears? Like uh Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Like Robert that Quinn. team is gonna be so it's hard to beat. Good. And I, I don't think the Steelers was really a testament to how good of a team this is, but and I'm still kinda like on the fence about them, but like how do you compete with that team? You got Devontae Smith, you got AJ Brown, you got there's so much talent. And Jalen Jalen Hurts just looks so confident. You're in the fact is like if you have con oh, I, I said this I think at the beginning of the season. I was like, if that kid gets confidence, look out. Uh, I'm just gonna keep uh go ahead, uh Nick. So I think yeah, no, I'm right there with you. The Eagles, um, I don't I don't know who can stop them, honestly. When Jalen Hurts is playing like this, he I think he's has the best decision making uh, out of all quarterbacks in the in the NFL right now. He's running the R RPO to perfection, hitting his guys he when he needs Dan to. Orlowski. He stole yeah. that take from Dan Orlovsky. Nick stole it from Dan Orlovsky. I can't let him get away with that. Dan Orlovsky said it. Nick, you can't say it too. No, no. I, I've been I've, I've been I've been watching him every every week, and it just gets better and better. So he 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 doesn't throw into double or triple coverage. He he knows when to run. He knows when to hand off. He knows when to hit AJ Brown or Smith. Uh, this this offense just seems unstoppable, honestly. And uh, it's I don't know how many losses they're they're gonna get this year, if any. If any, yeah. I, I think I they will lose, but no, I don't know, man. I I, I honestly the way that the, the talent they have, the way this team is playing, I just I don't see an instance unless I'm talking like injuries, right? 
Knock on wood, I wouldn't wish harm upon anybody. But that's the only way I see them losing a game. Ernesto, what did you see in this, man? What, what, what caught your eye in this Eagles-Steelers game? Kenny Pickett isn't the answer. I mean, he's been the starter for, what, three, four weeks? And he's damn near thrown double-digit interceptions. And don't get me wrong, I know the offensive line is trash, though you can't get the run game going, so he's forced to drop back and pass a lot. But you have receivers you could throw to. I like Pat Persmith out of Penn State. I like Deontay Johnson. You had Claypool last week as well, still. So you have some decent weapons. I, I don't think Penny Pickett is the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. And I, I'm a firm believer that the Steelers I think it's still are too early for that, man. next season. It's still too early. I don't think that. it's too early. I think they're going to have Bryce Young next season. I think that I mean, they okay. So I think that they should have waited a year week. to get a quarterback. He's uh, on they trade up for leaf type of stats. I mean, let's be real here. What like like I, I kind of with Rob on it. Peyton Manning, his first couple of years, it was not good. Yeah, you know, Peyton Manning look was that was people were questioning. I mean, we we all want to remember Ryan Leaf because he you know flamed out quicker than, than Peyton did, but. Peyton's first couple of years in Indy, I mean, there were moments of brilliance, but there was a lot of things you were just, you know, rubbing your eyes at. And I, I kind of have to agree with Rob. I don't think he'll be out of the NFL like Ryan Leaf, but I think you need patience with him. And I don't know, the Steelers are so used to being a, a winning franchise. Will Mike Rooney, will Tomlin have patience to develop him into something great? That's my mindset in it. Will they or will they hit the panic button after one season? The Colts were a, a newer franchise. They had patience. They could wait for Manning to develop. Pump the brakes on newer like franchise. They were Baltimore. They were the Baltimore Colts. They just came in. They were not true. Was Dan Ursay did did do Baltimore wrong. Don't mention the Colts in Baltimore. <laughs> oh, I heard. In the night, <laughs> they left in the night. But AJ Brown now has more touchdowns and yards than the entire Titans wide receiver core. The only thing, the only thing that the Titans wide receiver core has on them is receptions. And they actually rank dead last as a team for receptions for their wide receiver core. That's how bad the Titans are and how dumb AJ Brown is making Nashville look Tennessee look for getting rid of him because he legitimately is that guy. All right. Can AJ I add Brown, on to that real quick? Go ahead. AJ Brown thought the Patriots were going to draft him. They should have. So not only is he making. Please stop. 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 We're not going on the Nikhil Harry train anymore, Ernesto. We're done. We're off of it. I think he was probably hoping. And he was probably hoping that we traded for him too before he got traded. So stop, stop, stop. We should have. <laughs> I mean, shut up, I... Joe! God damn it! Oh my God! But, I mean, so the Eagles. I already said it, I don't see the Eagles losing. I don't think they're going to lose. And you were talking about Jalen Hurts, Rob. When Jalen Hurts came into the draft, I wanted the Patriots to draft him so damn bad. I was like, get Jalen Hurts, bring him into this team, because all Bill Belichick, all he does is just he he gushes about these athletic quarterbacks, these guys that can run the most. And then he doesn't guys. draft one. Oh my fucking god! If you go look at my fucking draft, draft if you go look at my draft board, my mock drafts during that draft, I had us drafting Jalen Hurts in the fucking second round. I don't want ah. And he fell to the third. They had three. We've got Mac Jones. He looks great, right? Oh my god, that's gonna be another fucking 
fucking killed me, man. And I wanted him so what bad. What pisses me off about me. Bill Belichick is he gloats about Lamar Jackson, but you had a chance to get him too. Game. Next game, because yeah. we'll have our time for. Yeah. We'll, have we'll our keep going on. So, a team that I think right now is actually right there with the Eagles. They can give them some some challenge in that NFC. Purely from a talent standpoint on offense, maybe not the defensive side of the ball, but the Minnesota Vikings and the and the Arizona Cardinals faced off this weekend. And I didn't mention it earlier. I skipped over it. I missed it in my notes. But the Vikings acquired T.J. Hawkinson from the Lions right before the trade deadline ended. Uh, I'll go ahead and run that over real quick. They sent a second and in the 2023 and a third in 2024 uh, to get Hawkinson. And they also got a 2023 fourth rounder and a conditional 2024 fourth rounder with T.J. Hawkinson back. The Vikings won that trade. We don't even need to discuss it. That's a Vikings dub right there. But – don't trade in your fucking do division. Don't trade in your division. Why? Go ahead, Ernesto. Yeah, I, I like the trade for the Vikings, but for me, it's like, did it make a lot of sense? Because Irv Smith was a good tight end. Why not? He's out. He's He's high ankle sprain. For weeks. Got, no. he's a ten week, well, he's a ten I'm going to say this. Look, I didn't look know at he was that, hurt. Look at that damn team, man. It, it's going to be hard to choose between Justin them and Jefferson. the Eagles. Adam Thielen. TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook. Honestly, the only thing they don't match up with across the board is quarterback. I don't think Kirk Cousins is as good as as Jalen Hurts. So he will take them. That's as far as they will take him. Is if Kirk Cousins one o'clock, one one p.m. Kirk Cousins is the best prime time. Kirk ain't it. We'll see because honestly, playoffs are prime time. Unfortunately, yeah, you got top five running back. You got probably the best wide receiver in the game. Him and AJ Brown, and then you got. Now a really damn good tight end. Um, I think he's real. His production has gone lower, but I mean, look, it's it's, it's Detroit. Come on, yeah. no way really does well there. I'm just glad to see him go somewhere that's got some chances here. So, but what did you guys see in this game, Rob? I'll start with you. Uh, I don't know how you even stop. Justin Jefferson just gets like a, almost a hundred yards. Then you got your run game almost getting a hundred yards. Defense played pretty decent. Eh. Kirk Cousins, all he needed to do was just be a game manager. That's honestly what this team needs. Just a guy that just doesn't turn over the football. And I, I like I said, I think it's between them and the Viking, the Vikings and the Eagles for who comes out and goes to the Super Bowl, as far as I'm seeing so far. Yeah. I, I'm in hundred percent agree with that. Nick, what you got, man? So yeah, no, I uh I like I like what the Vikings are doing. I mean, their offense on paper could could be one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um it, it, it'll just be what 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 Kirk Cousins will you get later on in the season because we they're they're gonna make the playoffs or what six and one seven and one uh, they're gonna make the playoffs but back to back to back primetime Kirk we'll we'll see if he can step up and change change the narrative of that of primetime Kirk. It's gonna be a tough one like Ernesto said one o'clock one o'clock p.m. that's that's the prime Kirk Cousins that you need primetime just ain't it. But Ernesto, what do we got in this game? And what'd you see? Pofrigo, can y'all hear me good? Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't watch the game, but I did follow it on like GameCast uh, through the ESPN Fantasy app. The game, Kirk Cousins, and I said this during my interview with Rob and Brandon, I like the Vikings, and I think they are Super Bowl contenders, and I think they probably match up with the Vikings better than any team in the NFC. Kirk Cousins is a great 
game managing quarterback that can make good throws when needed. But you have a top five running back. You have a top three receiver, in my opinion, in Justin Jefferson. Top ten wide receiver in Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen isn't the receiving demon, like yards demon he was. But when it comes to the red zone, how do you stop Hawkinson, Cook? Did you say Justin Jefferson was top and Adam 10? Thielen? You don't. You don't. You don't. It's hard to he stop them. But... And even Kirk Cousins had a set, like a twenty-yard rushing touchdown the other like day. Like I said, yeah, random, drug, random drug test <laughs> incoming. <laughs> well, if you're AJ Brown, those random drug tests aren't so random. You, you throw up three touchdowns. Why, why do I need to take random drug tests? I'm not speaking nothing crazy. You just said Adam Thielen is a top, top oh, ten wide receiver. I don't, he I don't is even... a great. Wide I wouldn't even consider he was a great wide receiver. Since talking about great wide, shut the fuck up. He's not a top ten wide receiver. Since we're talking about top ten wide receivers, if you're if you're DeAndre Hopkins, he's been he's had he's number one as far as like I think receptions and receiving yards since coming back. Since coming back. Yeah. He is just like God. He on. Unreal, and I think that I thought, he had, I thought the Cardinals would figure it out once he came back, and it's just that like uh, maybe Kyler Murray, the Call of Duty just dropped, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Did you I see Patrick Peterson's yeah. uh, his touchdown celebration? Reinstitute the Call of Duty uh, fucking clause. Oh man, I think the Cardinals oh, yeah, had to fire true. fire their head coach. I hundred fucking ten percent. Come on, Joe. Like he's been like. They they always look good in the beginning. Now they just look bad. So may, oh maybe they might just turn it around. But I don't see how you compete with the Seahawks and how Pete Carroll is running that ship. Yeah, I, that makes no sense to me. But yeah, I mean, so the Vikings. I, I just said it. The Vikings look like they're going to be the guys to win that or win that division hands down. No one's going to compete with them. They're the Packers aren't aren't, aren't anything special. Uh, I think that the Hawkinson trade just puts them over the top. I think they're one of the top three teams in the NFC right now. The other one being the 49ers, and we've already talked about the Eagles, obviously. Um, but we'll get to the 49ers in a second. The Vikings, they 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 play Viking-esque football. And what I mean by that is, is that games they should win handedly, they seem to have to, like, scrape them out. And, and, team, and games that they're up, a lot. They seem to have to come down to the wire because they just cannot close. And that was a problem when Zimmer was there and they got this new coach and we were like, Hey, new coach, different, different things and everything like that. Maybe it's not the same, but it's the same team. They still do the same things from the Cardinals perspective. I don't know, man. I thought the Kyler Murray thing in the off season was, was wild. I couldn't believe that, that the kind of stuff that they had, they felt they needed to put into a contract just to get this guy to play good football and honestly, everyone was saying that Kyler Murray was the better quarterback to come out of Oklahoma between him and Jalen Hurts. That's not the case. Jalen Hurts is 100% the guy everyone thought Kyler Murray was going to be. The guy that they saw. That's what I mean, Kyler Murray, for some odd reason, has regressed. And Jalen Hurts just continues to grow. And that's the only real difference between, if you think about it, the kind of talent that the Cardinals have on that team and what and what the, the Eagles have on that team. I mean, let's be real. You talk about the quarterback position. They play the game the same way. You talk about the wide receiver position. Hopkins is out of his mind. Rondale Moore is a, is a yak machine and can break anything for a touchdown. They have a good tight end set. And realistically, and, and they just got what? Uh, who did they just get? Um, Robbie Anderson. And they had Hollywood Brown there before he got hurt. 
And so like they had the, they had the talent. It's all realistically comes down to one spot. I mean, it's a wash at running back the same. Miles Sanders, James Conner. I mean, James Conner, fantasy-wise, is the better running back. But, I mean, they do the same game. It's the quarterback position that's the difference between what the Cardinals are putting out on the field and what the Eagles are putting out on the field on the offensive side of the football. And it's going to continue to be that way because I think that, you know, Kyler Murray cares more about what happens off the field behind his Xbox than he gives a shit about what happens on the field when he's actually playing real-life football. But I do want to bring up something. Um I want to give our condolences here from the House Call podcast to the Zimmer family. Um, Mike Zimmer's son, I got his name here. I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. Uh, passed away this day uh, today. He was 38 years old. Uh, he was a coach for the Bengals. Um, so our condolences to the Zimmer family. And uh, we would like to, you know, wish them the best and, and through this tough time and hope that, you know, they come through it okay. And uh, loss is never easy. Sucks. But I, I'm going to make a little – just transitioning a little bit. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a top five quarterback in about another year. Yeah. Easily. I would agree with that. I think, I, I think easily. He's already established himself as a number two fantasy quarterback. I think that it goes Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts right now. As long as Jalen Hurts has the weapons around him that he's got, he's the guy. I mean, look at the fantasy numbers. Jalen Hurts is putting up better numbers than Patrick Mahomes. He's putting up better numbers than Justin Herbert. He's putting up better numbers than Lamar Jackson right now. I mean, that's that's the God's honest truth of it. Jalen Hurts right now is probably the number two quarterback in fantasy, and I'll bring it up on the waiver wire and double-check that, but he's going to be, at the end of the year, the way this offense is clicking, probably the number two quarterback in fantasy votes. football. And probably an MVP votes too. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the Eagles schedule right now. Uh, and then we can hop right in and just kind of speed the next one because who gives a shit about the 49ers and uh, Rams? Um, their schedule is not exactly hard. I get the no. Giants, but the Giants, they're, I mean, they're proven that they're, like, their schedule is a have... power. I don't think, look, who is going to beat them? You got Nobody. you got the Texans, they got the Commanders, they got the Colts, they got the Packers, they got the Titans, they got the Giants, they got the Bears, they got the Cowboys, they got the Saints, they got the Giants. I can't name a fucking win. They, I mean, they on, probably could go undefeated until the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean honestly, the only thing Cowboys, I say is Cowboys is the only one. The Cowboys were the only one with that with a healthy Dak and the way that he looked in that game against and the Bengals. It was against RB1, the Bengals. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard needs to be the running, top running back in the game, but we're getting off track. We're talking about the Cowboys. We'll talk. I'm Fuck them. Sure <laughs> Rob's, Rob Rob's, Rob's about to say I got to get drug tested again, but I, I got. I, I could oh, see Heineke no. beating him. Oh my god! Go back. Get out of here. What are you lacing your fucking? He's got heroin over there or something. Jesus. He, he took right. a shower from no. PCP a second ago. All right, that's what fucking he literally there. just no. like rolling. In. He's got like on it and outside. He's got LSD just like sprinkled in his grass. <laughs> I, 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 he's got, I'm riding he's got this Heineke sitting right next to his computer. Heineke would be lucky to put up. Heineke struggled against the fucking Colts. Yeah, that is not the Philadelphia Eagles. Still gave twenty nine fantasy points, so he did something. Let's at least. against the Colts. Move on with okay. Sam El- Sam Ellinger as the quarterback. Come on, Jesus Christ! So, Rand- Rob already hinted to it. Our next game we're going to talk about is the the McVay versus Shanahan Rams versus Forty Nine ers game. 
and it really wasn't much of a game. The 49ers honestly look like they're going to be the only team in that division to give the Seahawks a run for their money. Maybe. And I just I don't see anything coming out of that. But Rob, what did you see in this game? I know you said but, you wanted to speed run it. <laughs> I, I think that like the 49ers will go as far as McCaffrey. <laughs> Might as well put him at quarterback. Yeah, Pat with passing touchdown. Yeah, the, man, I'll, I'll, yeah, the triple yeah, crown. Touchdown. Yes, he was the first running. He was the first running back since Ladanian Tomlinson did it in 2004 to have a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, a passing touchdown, and 30 plus yards on the ground. I think McVay should go pray to whatever God he he, he worships, whatever, because you're three and nine against against freaking Kyle Shanahan. And and I'm gonna be honest with you, you you pay for all your all the talent you have. You you threw away draft picks for your talent you have. You should not be this bad. I, I mean, said hey, it. I said it. This team's gonna collapse. McVay wins when it, McVay's team wins when it matters, man. In the playoffs, if they make it there, because yeah, I don't think they're, gonna, they're not making it. There. <laughs> not, Nick, not what did you get out of this game, man? So the I mean the Rams' offense is just it's only Cooper Cup. They, That's literally it. They, <laughs> and he they, got hurt. Yeah, and he got hurt. And they got hurt on the last play when they were down a lot and shouldn't have been throwing it to him. But uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do on offense. They benched their best running back, didn't trade him at the didn't try, didn't trade him. Uh, their defense is not playing great. I'm not hearing Aaron Donald's name thrown around everywhere. Uh, like he's he, he's doing pretty – like he was – He had a pretty good pretty good play. He, <laughs> he's no, he there's yeah, he's, still a, he's still a problem. He, he, he like, there are plays, but like he was dominating games last year and the year before. Like, he was the reason they why, were like why triple they were winning. teaming him. They yeah. were like triple teaming. No, he's still it's not Aaron Donald's fault. So, it's not Aaron Donald's <laughs> fault. It's the fact that Max Stafford is just like, yeah, he doesn't have the fire under him in his belly anymore because he got a Super Bowl. But then with the uh, with the 49ers, I, I mean, their offense is just way different, I think, with, with McCaffrey. And we didn't even get to see Debo Samuel playing either. So I, I think mean, that, Garoppolo who? <laughs> I, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy's a winner, so I think he's going to keep winning, and they're going to keep collecting those wins. They're pro- they'll probably win that division because I don't think the Seahawks will keep it up. And uh, I think that we'll see this, this offense with Debo, uh, Kittle, and McCaffrey just – these uh a lot don't more don't you forget brandon Ayuk now oh yeah exactly with brandon, brandon Ayuk, Ayuk has uh, been tearing it up since it has gone down i think there's so many different things you can do with all those with all the with all the people that they have their roster like set i said up. jimmy garoppolo is going to be the the catalyst of how far you, you go that's it they can win he's a Super Bowl. cousins He's, he's or what, remember that's that not saying much. I said he's handsome Kirk Cousins. That's handsome he's, Kirk he's, Cousins right he, there, man. I literally <laughs> brought up a stat last year that he's the equivalent of Ryan Tannehill and freaking Elliot went. He's like, no, 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 no. no. Ryan Tannehill's old Kirk Cousins. That, that, or that, that's, that's Kirk Cousins' cousin. That's Kirk Cousins' cousin. That's what, that one, that's what Ryan Tannehill was. Matt Ryan was old Kirk Cousins. But, uh, Ernesto, what you got in this game, man? I'm going to say three things. Kyle Shanahan is McVay's daddy. Okay. CMC was a massive upgrade. And yes. the third and final thing I'm going to say is Matthew Stafford is back to his line stays. Which I line cannot stays? argue. The uh, shit the, line uh, stays after he, he's back to the Megatron. Stuff. He's back to the Megatron Lions days where he has one solid wide receiver and literally nothing else on offense. <laughs> That's he that's what had he like five hundred five thousand yards though. Megatron I mean, yeah. had like two thousand. Yeah, he had two thousand of them. 
So, I mean, but that's what it is. That's the true statement. Everything he just said, those are, I can't find a lie. His thought process sometimes. No, we're done for that one, huh? (laughs) But I mean, so I, I think that the 49ers, the Vikings and the Eagles, that's your three teams in the NFC. I'd put the Cowboys I, I don't in there think as well, that the defense. But... No more drug I tests. I don't more, think the more, Seahawks. More drug tests. I don't think the Seahawks have a defense that can that can keep up that can stop the Eagles. And I think that if they run into a good defense, they're screwed. I like I like what Geno's doing. He's probably winning comeback player of the year. But the, your three top teams right now, as far as I'm concerned, are the 49ers as long as they're healthy, the Vikings as long as they're healthy, and the Eagles as long as they're healthy. I don't see them. Like they're going to be the top three seeds, and it's going to be the Eagles, and then I really think that the Vikings and the 49ers are going to be battling for the two seed. That's what it's going to come I, down to. I think the Vikings take the two seed easily, but I do see I do see the 49ers potentially winning the division pretty easily. I'm not high on the easy, Seahawks as think. high. I mean, the Seahawks are a great team, but it's like at the end of the day, it's I, I trust yeah. Kyle Shanahan and that defense more than I would trust the young, gritty Seahawks. I trust Geno Smith right now more than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo because he you don't need threw. Jimmy Garoppolo. There are so many, yeah. There, but there was so many times where he just was putting that ball in some very risky positions. So you only a Jimmy Garoppolo t- uh, game uh, throw away from losing a game. And Jimmy Garoppolo is guaranteed to give you two stats. All right, he's guaranteed to throw two touchdowns and one pick every game. I'm not even joking. Jimmy Garoppolo will throw two touchdowns and an interception in every game he plays. Doesn't matter. That's his stat line. That's what he does. However, from a game manager standpoint and the amount of weapons that team has, there is no excuse. And I say, I feel the same way for the Vikings. There is no excuse. And if that's how you, if you go into that and you cannot get to a Super Bowl or you cannot get to a championship game or an NFC, you know, a conference championship game, which Jimmy has done consistently and Kirk Cousins can't do. You need to find another quarterback. And I actually had a conversation with a guy I work with. He's a big 49ers fan. He believes that the 49ers are going to re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. They're not. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent because they did him dirty. They treated him like a redhead stepchild. They put him underneath the stairs in the Harry Potter closet. And they just, like, literally, I got a bold take. Videos in, in, in training camp where he was having to throw to, like, assistant of the assistant of the trainer's coaches – just to keep warm and keep yeah. his rhythm going. And they didn't even let him do it on a field. They put him in a fucking obstacle course. He had to throw what? around like rope swings and shit. Now that we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, I got one more bull take that I think where he's going to go. He's going to go to New England. Oh, my God. Do we really need – like, literally, Jimmy Garoppolo is Mac Jones is Bailey Zappi. <laughs> we don't need three of them. I don't need him I, there. He's gonna go if he's gonna go anywhere. He's probably gonna go it's anywhere. just a it's just a bull take. It's not saying that I would like it or or oh, dislike God, it. It's no. just I think he's that no. that's what's gonna happen. He he liked his Jimmy Garoppolo and Elias his former players. Too. Yeah, Elias is Jimmy Garoppolo guy, right? Yeah, he's hugging his yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo pick pillow. Elliot, watching you can look this me. You can look right me in my now. eyes. You can look me in my eyes, man. Jimmy G has a solid chance this year and. If they go to the Super Bowl and they win, I'll buy you a Jimmy G jersey. You, you can put it down on paper, man. I'll I'll gift wrap it to you. I'll send it to you. I don't even Sorry, know who no, We haven't even posted this on YouTube. He's already commenting on the video. Yeah, he's, he already knows. He already knows. So, but like, do I get the same treatment if Heineken wins a Super Bowl? 
Yeah, sure. I, I will buy you a fucking jersey if he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I'll buy you. You should have asked for the I'll jersey if Heineke just Bob will beat buy you the, the home, Eagles. And, buy you the and then when you wake up from that dream, Bobby Brown, <laughs> then we can have. Then we can keep going on with this podcast. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> Hey, well, this every every great talk show needs a, a Skip Bayless that just loves some. Bro, you are not even Skip Bayless. You're Rob Parker. You're, you're, you're Rob you're Parker. Like, you are. Don't, Skip don't call Bayless. me Rob Parker. How dare you? You are Rob Parker. How are you gonna say Heineke is gonna win a Super Bowl? Heineke is God. my Tim Tebow. Next he topic. The greatest. <laughs> I'm so okay. I'm so Ernesto, you back. are if 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 Skip Bayless, Colin Coward, and Nick Wright had a baby. Your takes would be that baby. Yeah, your hairline is going to go bad. The combination of all with three that fucking... of the people that I really just can't stand when they say things that just don't make sense. If Nick you got that hereditary, if you got that hereditary genetic, genetic, <laughs> you're you're fucking pray, you're probably pray looking your, for your shit too. You got so. the luscious <laughs> locks right now, but fucking your hairline is going to be gone. All right, so let's move on. It's Last game that we want to cover: Patriots versus Jets. I know we all got a lot of talk about this game. Rob, no, let somebody else start it. I'm okay. fucking just gonna go on a tangent. We'll go the other way, Ernesto. <laughs> I I want to uh, know what your thoughts are on this game because I've actually, you know, I want to know what your thoughts are on everything now because I just feel like that you, no matter what, it's either gonna be true or you really do want to hear his laugh. thoughts. I you want to hear his thoughts? Yes, I do. It's like a train wreck, bro. I like I love calamity, chaos. Have you I need seen it in my life? Have you seen that one SpongeBob episode where people they're just running around, just shredding papers inside SpongeBob? Everything's brain. on fire. That's yeah. fucking what's going on in Ernesto's brain right now. I can see the smoke. I can see the smoke. I, I agree with you. I thought you were gonna be like the one where it's like I love the old people. How many times we gotta teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> But go ahead, Ernesto. Patriots, Jess, what you got, man? Uh, I think this is gonna be the one, the one take that I don't think Rob is gonna hate because I agree with him. And the reason he wants to go last because I know he's gonna go on a massive rant about it. <laughs> Mac Jones, I don't know what's up, man. And that honestly, that game was built for us to lose with how Mac Jones played. The defense saved that game. You know, all the interceptions, the pressuring on Zach Wilson. And a lot of the run game was great, too. So the run game, the defense. That's really all it did. was, was a fucking run game. No, 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 no. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Had 71 rushing yards and 72 receiving yards. I was just going to say, Joe. Mondre, don't you be nogging Mondre, man. Man, Mondre's the man would have to make a fucking one-handed catch to Joe. Oh, and then he, uh, And then he... Had one guy fucking spinning around like a fucking dreidel as he was uh, running past him. I have been a firm person that has said that I think Bailey Zappi should get a shot. Uh, the Monday night game against the Bears, I just thought he was put in a bad predicament, and I defended uh, Bailey Zappi in that sense. I don't think the offense is not good with Mac under center. The the it doesn't move fluently it's just he panics i feel like he's uncomfortable in the pocket so much and he he goes through he goes through one one or two progressions instead of just trying to go through all of them and he takes too long looking at two people and i see bailey zappy this week with joe burrow sorry the only quarterback who was sacked more this week was joe burrow 
<laughs> you guys That's how he, he's got a reason he's fearful because every time he drops back in the pocket he's got he feels the breath of a defensive player like that then get rid of the ball faster don't hold it They're so much you Honestly, have to adjust to that. This isn't I'm, college I'm, where you have 10 seconds, 15 seconds to throw the ball. You have about three to five seconds to get rid of that damn football. Sometimes even less. You don't have three. You oh, he's got about seconds. he's got about two. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. So, I mean, the the only bright spot that I took away from this game. There's a bright spot. Was Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. Uh, big, big Nick. Yeah, so <laughs> you got to let me hey, finish. Big Nick, you're starting to streak over, man. Like, come <laughs> on. He's about to um, in. Um, so, I mean, besides Ramondre, I mean, the offense looks like it did, the chemistry and the and the spark wasn't there. Not, nothing clicked. We didn't uh, obviously we didn't have Devontae Parker playing much because he got hurt. Uh, so we still don't really know what we're doing with our wide receivers and our tight ends when Mac Jones is in. Um, but I will say that this was one of the best defenses that the Patriots have faced, and. They're overrated. Stop it. I think they're very overrated. <laughs> I, they're, but they're, they're they're one of the top defenses as of right now. Uh, that that, that, that the Patriots, yeah, statistically that the Patriot, Patriots have faced. Uh, they made it, they made it hard on Mac Jones. I didn't like his decision making throughout some of the points in the game. He got bailed out uh, on on that one pick six. But um, we got lucky. Zach Wilson was on the other side. That's yeah. that, that's what it was. Hey, Jets fans, you really are confident with him being your quarterback and then all the excuses you make about how you should have won that game, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you fucking didn't. This is not freaking uh, – we're not playing horseshoes and hand grenades. You lost the fucking game. Uh, with that being said, Bill Belichick came out and said, I thought Mac did a great, great job with how he – I guess he – I'll just summarize it, how he handled pressure and bullshit. But I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. Honestly, I'm at this point where I'm like I'm, I am – I'm on the thinnest of fucking ice with Mac Jones. I don't. Okay, so like we can all see it. it. It's and then, but the thing is, if you look at my whole comment section, it's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. He he, he can't, he's coming off injury. Look, he was running the ball pretty fucking well. Don't tell me that. Um, Isaiah, and then someone said Isaiah. Okay, so Isaiah Wynn is definitely part of the problem. Miles Bryant, how the fuck are you even seeing a, a snap? Joshua Bledsoe is a fucking safety. Why is he playing cornerback? Matt Patricia, did you forget how to play the offensive coordinator? You looked really good for about the first five weeks, and then you have no ingenuity from that point on. It's just like the same fucking plays. We're going to throw it off to the flat, and then they're going to try to get yards from that. Ramondre Stevenson is literally our offense. Him and Jacoby Myers. Matt Jones, you have... So I'm I'm like at a loss for words. The amount of regression this guy, I I don't want to hear about how he he he's his confidence is shatters and then you're playing the wrong fucking position in the wrong sport. <laughs> in the wrong sport, you have to be able to look you, look. What is the one thing that Tom? I'm not I'm not trying to compare him to Tom Brady. It was one of the biggest things that Tom Brady said. He's like I want to go out there and compete every day. And because he knows the other guy is going to be over his shoulder. That is the fucking, that is the definition of how you need to be. I don't want to hear, I don't want to see you go to sideline and pout. Go with the rest of your fucking team and say it's a three and out and tell them, listen, guys, get your head on. You are a leader amongst men. I get that. You're, you're, 
if you think that this is hard, imagine if you have a better quarterback than Zappy on as a second uh second uh, secondary option. I don't want to hear oh uh Bill Belichick is he's indecisive between who he wants at quarterback. That's the reason why Mac. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Then go play better. You have been complete shit. Your decision making, your pocket awareness is complete fucking shit. I'm at the point where, like, I, I don't know how much more I can defend this guy. I don't. And Zappy is, by the way, he's not releasing it faster than Mac Jones. Mac Jones actually has a faster release time. Zappy, I don't know what Mac Jones is, but it's lower than Zappy. Zappy has a 2.67 release time average. However, and people will point out how Zappy went against the Bears and the Lions. I am not looking at who his level of competition is. I'm looking at the confidence when he goes to the line. I'm looking at where he's throwing it, ball placement, and just where he steps up into the pocket. He's not going to throw it in. There was a stat, I think, a couple weeks ago where it was like four out of five Mac Jones interceptions were to fucking Devontae Parker. Stop forcing it. Oh. One more thing. Matt Patricia. Back on Matt Patricia. It is third and two. Why the fuck are you running deep routes? We need a first down. We don't need a touchdown every fucking play. I think to be I, fair, I, he had that touchdown. The right tackle let him down. That was that was a surefire touchdown. One on one. Kendrick Bourne. Isaiah Wynn wasn't bad because of the amount of sacks he has. You're a fucking moron. I think that may have been Marcus Cannon. The other stat on Mac Jones is it that he's done like a pick in nine or ten straight games now? Yeah, I, so. I look bro, like in the fact with going back to Isaiah yeah. Wynn. Sorry for cutting you off, Nick, but like, what are penalties? Yes, he he's the literally the most penalized tackle in all of football. Someone said, "Oh, but he's not giving up sacks." What are fucking penalties? Hey, at least they're he can redo the down. Okay, drive so killers sacks. Sacks are what you lo- you lose yards. What are penalties? You lose fucking yards. So it's the quiz. Literally the. Oh my god! I want to pull. I either want to block him or pull my fucking hair out. One or the other. Like I try to. It's like literally trying to argue with a fucking imbecile. I mean, I'm done. So I watched this game, and I know that you all watched this game, and we shouldn't have won. I I, I want you to know something. All right, so. We're going to digress a little bit. I said at the beginning of this episode that I got smoked by a garage door hinge, all right? I was trying to replace some panels in my garage door. I ended up getting 27 stitches in my face. I still had five or six in my mouth. These teeth are wired together right now for the maxillary fracture I have in my face. And I jumped off my couch to yell at my TV, which is the first time I've done it all year because Mac Jones on that fourth and two play missed a wide-open Hunter Henry for a first down. He was wide open. And I know he's wide open because all I saw was Mac Jones, the the guy running at Mac Jones, and Hunter Henry streaking towards the sideline. If he just... That's a first down. But no, he had to try to get creative and throw whatever the hell that was to Jacoby Myers. That was, that was number one for Mac Jones for me. All right? Number two. That pick six that he got saved on because honestly you're talking you're talking a referee made a gut decision in the moment to throw that flag and he could have easily gone the other way he got bailed out i'm kind of i was kind of hoping that went through i don't know who he threw that to 
I don't know if, if the guy he threw it to made a made a wrong breaking route. It was like it was, it was a couple of drives fucking later where he almost threw a guy down the middle. He throws the football and he's like looking the guy is down. Yeah, I don't understand what are what's you going doing? on. There. Now, another guy that I have a problem with, and we're gonna go somewhere else. So obviously your right tackle's having trouble with pressure, right? The Jets brought pressure, they're getting there, they have some guys who can get it after the quarterback. Nelson Aguilar was put was brought in close to the offensive line to help chip on a play. You can look up the play. Uh, Fourier for uh, WEI put it on, on on Twitter. You can go check it out there. It was the saddest excuse for an attempted chip that I've ever seen from any player ever. All right? He literally didn't even get... I think he barely grazed him, and when he did, he he basically grazed him in the back and helped push him past. And you know what play that was? Max Pick, where the ball where his arm got tipped and he had a surefire touchdown. Nelson Aguilar was more concerned about getting into his short intermediary route, which wasn't even a freaking target option for that play, than he was about protecting his quarterback. I will tell you this. Finally, I will take Nelson Aguilar. Isaiah Wynn, Miles Bryant, I will escort oh. you personally to fucking Logan Airport and you could fucking go go I'll I'll pay for a trip to the Bahamas. Fucking stay there. Honestly, the right to, like Robbie made a post on on your on your uh on your uh other channel about who who we wanted to get for this team, who at the trade deadline. And I said anyone who could play right tackle because honestly, we have no one right now. Marcus Cannon looked good for a couple of weeks, and he looks now, and now he's looking his age. Isaiah Wynn, I don't know how he can get on the field. Miles Bryant, if it's third down, I don't give a shit if it's third and twenty or third and two. If it's a pass play on third down and it's a completion, you know who's in coverage? Miles fucking Bryant. Every single time, it blows what my is, mind. What is what is Belichick doing? What what are you doing? That's another know. thing. Why <laughs> the hell? I literally made a post. The Bills, the Chiefs, the I forget all the other teams. They don't have money to move. Why the fuck are we have no star power outside of Judon? Mac Jones on a rookie fucking deal, and we have zero money. Gave too much money to the wrong people. But now we've talked enough about the Patriots. I want to talk about the Jets. They suck. They here's suck. here's here's the deal for the Jets. You you lost you lost your bigger you you lost your biggest bill cow. Brees Hall goes down, changes your offense. I don't know why they're not using Elijah Moore. They didn't trade him. He's still on the team, and he, he even counts it. I don't know. He just because doesn't throw. It's, it's because Zach Wilson only sees one one target, Zach one progression. Wilson sucks. We've won thirteen uh, in a row. Thirteen in a row. I yeah. Bro, I yeah. love the. Do you see the quote that fucking Zach Wilson? Oh, we'll have him in two weeks. No, well, you'll have him three weeks. Not only are you a bad quarterback, you don't know how to count either. Yeah, <laughs> maybe oh, yeah. it's all the times he got hit. Jets he, fans, he goes through the he goes through the one read and then throws it up for grabs. He, you know what he said? He's like, I don't think the Patriots did anything that made me make the mistakes. You dumb motherfucker. And honestly, I can I can honestly agree with that because what? Okay, just hear okay, me I out. Hear, hear me out. All right. Two of his interceptions through two picks. That, he overthrew one of the players, like, I think. Well, he threw, he threw in a quadruple coverage to, to Conklin, all right? That right there, 
That's on him. That's a decision. He should have threw that ball away. The other pick he threw to Devin McCourty on the sideline, he did throw that ball away. He just didn't ensure he put enough on it to get the fuck out of bounds. The, the pick he threw to Jawan Bentley, that was on him too. It was all everything he did. He was supposed to be a guy who was supposed to be able to be mobile and throw on the run. So I'm trying and to all wait we for saw you to was, say, and all we saw was him make mistake after mistake. Ever and that, that one he threw to Jawan Bentley, that guy was open. That's a first down. He just lofted it. He sailed it. He put nothing on it, no zip, and it sailed on him. I, I'm, I'm that's that happens. We've seen it multiple times by other things too, right? The other the other two picks. He should have thrown those footballs away. One, he tried to. He just left it in the field of play. That, I mean, outside of the Patriot putting pressure on him and ma- putting him in a situation where he has to try to make that throw and make that decision, ultimately it came down to him making that decision. It wasn't like he was – like he so, had the time. He had the space to run outside of the pressure. I mean, we only got one sack on him. I got I got so, a question for you guys. How long, If you're the Jets front office, how long do you roll with Zach Wilson as your, as your QB? I thought you just said Ryan Lee for a second. I'm just like, I'd laugh I mean, in my judgment. He's terrible. I've said this. I've said this. I think he's bottom five. I don't but... even – he, he's bottom two. <laughs> I do want to I think Jared, Go- Jared Goff is a better quarterback in, than him. Yep. Jimmy Gar- I could probably name 30 quarterbacks better than him. Even Jacoby Brissett is playing better than him. Oh, absolutely. His backup played better than him. I think the offense looked a lot better. I mean, I, and, and, I would put I would put Sam Ellinger under him. You look at that that Sam offense. Sam Ellinger played one game, man. He's look just, at, get out of here. I went that. okay. That might be the one quarterback I don't. But like you look at the Jets' offense, they're pretty stacked. They have a pretty damn good defense as well. What is the outlier? This guy just he he just sucks. I I'm sorry. He's played. Three games against the Patriots, and he has what two touchdowns and seven interceptions. You suck. You went against a Patriots team who are literally reeling. We're hanging on by a fucking thread. But Daddy's here. Daddy's here to stay. You may win one later in the season, but you lost thirteen straight. It was a guy I, I mean, think. I think pick a side podcast. Oh, I'm doing the. I'm doing the walk today. Well, you could walk to the, to the subway station, take the L train home. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, though. The Jets face the Patriots coming off of a bye week in New England. That's they're not winning that the game. Jets. They're not, they're winning, not that winning that game. If Mac Jones just figures it out somehow. I mean, honestly, and, and, I, and I would say Mac Jones and Zach Wilson have a similar problem. Unforced errors. Unforced errors, because I, I'll tell you right now, Zach Wilson rolling out to his right, that's not a that's not a place that Zach Wilson needs to be making those errors. I mean, he 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 buys time, everything, he does everything right, up until the point where all he needs to do is go like this. You just throw it, throw it to the third row. I laughed so hard at his I'll, interception. I'll propose, I'll propose this last comment, and then I guess we got to kind of end it. It's kind of a longer episode. Yeah. Would you <laughs> rather have Mac Jones or Zach Wilson right now? Uh, your bias for the Patriots aside, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I'm I, I think Zach Wilson's athletic ability. I think, I, I think I'd go with Mac Jones. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I've I've seen enough from Zach Wilson. I, I think Zach from, Wilson just. I don't even about him. The the Jets aren't five and three because of Zach Wilson. I I think that 
a lot of it has to do with the culture you're brought into. And I think Zach Wilson's intangible and athletic profile and the way that, I mean, look no further than how Bailey Zappi performed. Okay, so you switch the teams right now. You have Mac Jones play with that team, and you have Zach Wilson play with us. I think he has way more interceptions. Zach Wilson does way or? more, way more interceptions. I think I he don't ha- think so. He's. I mean, the, the the thing is right now, he, like, bro, look at the talent have, he has on offense. Come on, yeah. I mean, the the I, I agree isn't that, atrocious either, though. I mean, uh, I think. I, they're not our atrocious. Isn't great, but they're not as bad as they were. But you have, but you have to take in consideration Matt Patricia's doing the play calling. So then Zach Wilson has to have Matt Patricia as, as his offensive coordinator. And There's, I agree so that I'm, that is terrible. That is, you should not have ever hired Matt Patricia, a defensive-minded coach, as your offensive coordinator. And I was on that fucking bandwagon. I feel stupid. Bill O'Brien, what you doing right now? He didn't want to leave Alabama, I think. He, his contract's like up at the end of this year, by the way. They so, might. They might come yeah. back up. Bill but then, that's, that's, but then again, him. that is another fucking offensive coordinator. So, like, probably won't do Brown. that. Matt Patricia is going to be our Brown. offensive coordinator. I don't want Bill O'Brien. <laughs> but that has been the house call. Him. Or go ahead. Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. You rather have Josh Shut McDaniels. up with that bullshit. No, no, no. <laughs> just give some. I want some new blood, man. Give me, give me. You know, you know who I want. If we bring I want whoever. Game, I want whoever is coaching blood. that Tennessee team right now. That Tennessee, the the Volunteers team right now, who's just tossing up points, doing whatever the hell they're doing down or, there. Or what about what what about the TCU coach or TCU? Coach? Yeah, hire that guy for an offensive coordinator. <laughs> bring his ass up. I will take him. Right there's now, gotta be, there's got to be some undefeated high school program that's got an offensive coordinator that's just succeeding. TCU's undefeated. undefeated. There might as well be. A, there, I mean, no, I'm. I'm I would put at this <laughs> point. Playing. I'm going. I'm, I'm going straight yes. to high school because fucking Matt Patricia. I really was on your train, but just how you just there's no ingenuity at all. <laughs> but this has been the House Call podcast. We have merch down the link below. You can go there. We got everything from t-shirts, water bottles. Whatever you name it, we got it. It's down there at society6.com, the House Call Podcast. We also have a code for Liquid IV. You can head over there, get 20% off, free shipping. We got the code right there. It's the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast. It's a mouthful. It's easier just to copy and paste it. It'll be in the description of this video. Head over there, get your order. I like the guava flavor. I think it's amazing. It's not too overpowering. Three times of hydration, three times of electrolytes. I use it every day of the week when I'm doing anything physical or getting a sweat on. Liquid IV is right by my side. We're on all the platforms. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We got videos coming out all the time. Give us a follow. Give us an give us a, a subscription. We are give, doing giveaways. We still have that Matt Ryan jersey from a Falcons from his Falcons glory days, which no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Brandon might just have to hold on to that. We might have to do something better, but share Probably. us, share us to the, share us to your platform, share us on Facebook, share us on these things, grow our community so we can give you better content and get you more content. We do all kinds of sports. We got hockey, we got basketball, we got baseball. Of course we got football. We'll be here all week, every week, giving you videos, content, and keeping you up to date on what matters in the sports world this week. I'm Joe. That's Rob, Nick, and Ernesto. This has been the House Call Podcast, and we are signing off. So with this in mind, one of the big questions you mentioned, Ernesto, is will he stay healthy? Because you look at his first three years 